The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Medtronic. Medtronic is dedicated to the pursuit of life-transforming health tech. From AI to robotics and beyond, we're reinventing what's possible, and we're just getting started. Visit Medtronic.com to learn more. LinkedIn presents. Often when kids act out, parents assume they're doing it on purpose. They're defying us. They're trying to make us mad. But in reality, kids often misbehave because they're lacking the skills they need to handle the situation rationally and gracefully. And when we get mad at kids for acting out, we upset them more, which makes it harder for them to listen to and learn from us. Hi, everyone. It's Thursday. This is the Next Big Idea Daily, and I'm your host, Michael Kovnett. I'd like to ask you a delicate question. Are your children jerks? I mean, I'm sure they're lovely, but if you're a parent, you may have asked yourself this question more than once. You may have wondered if there's something you should be doing differently to make sure your offspring grow up to be decent people. Well, according to the latest research, there is. Journalist Melinda Winner-Moyer has written a new book called, excuse my language, How to Raise Kids Who Aren't Assholes, Science-Based Strategies for Better Parenting from Tots to Teens. Melinda is a contributing editor at Scientific American and teaches science journalism at NYU. She's done a deep dive into evidence-based best practices for parenting, and she joins us now to share some of what she's learned. To build resiliency, let kids fail. One of our most important jobs as parents is to protect our kids and keep them safe. But when this instinct is too well honed, it can be counterproductive. When we start protecting our kids not just from serious harm, but also from challenge and failure, we hold them back and can even make them feel worse about themselves. A resilient child is a child who feels capable, who feels adept at handling different kinds of situations, but who also knows that if she messes up, she'll still be loved and accepted. Studies suggest that kids can struggle with feelings of low self-efficacy when their parents do too much for them. Researchers at the University of Illinois surveyed more than 200 students from 2nd through 5th grade, asking them how they felt when their parents helped them and made decisions for them. The older the kids were, the more they considered their parents' help to be a sign that their parents considered them incompetent. When we instead give kids the opportunity to navigate challenges themselves, we show them that we have faith in them. We also communicate that it's okay to mess up because every mistake is an opportunity for learning and growth. Another way to build resilience in kids is to emphasize effort more than skill or ability. This invokes what Stanford psychologist Carol Dweck calls a growth mindset. When we tell kids they're smart or they're naturally good at math, they start to think of ability as a fixed trait. They either have it or they don't, and effort doesn't matter. When they start thinking this way, they then start to consider challenges and failures as signs of ineptitude. If instead we emphasize to kids that smarts and ability are learned through effort and practice— they start to see challenges as opportunities for growth and learning. Dweck's research has illustrated the power of the growth mindset. In one study, kids were given IQ tests and told they'd done well. The researchers then told some of the kids that they must be smart. To others, they said, you must have worked hard. Next, the researchers asked the students what kinds of problems they wanted to do next, problems that were easy so they would likely do well on them, or problems that they would learn a lot from but might not make them look smart. The kids who had been praised for being smart, they found, were much more likely to request the easy problems, and the kids praised for their effort were more likely to choose the challenging ones. In other words, a growth mindset helps kids see challenges and failure as opportunities rather than setbacks. 
Respond to misbehavior with empathy, then guidance. Often, when kids act out, parents assume they're doing it on purpose. They're defying us. They're trying to make us mad. But in reality, kids often misbehave because they're lacking the skills they need to handle the situation rationally and gracefully. And when we get mad at kids for acting out, we upset them more, which makes it harder for them to listen to and learn from us. Research suggests that the best way to respond to misbehavior is to first validate your child's feelings. If your daughter has thrown a book across the room in rage, you might say, Oh wow, you look so angry, before moving on to the issue of the thrown book. Give her the opportunity to talk about her feelings by asking her what happened, and then reflect those feelings back to her. Oh, I totally get it. You're mad because you weren't invited to Leah's birthday party. Acknowledging your child's feelings will help her understand them and learn to manage them better. Research has shown that when parents shame kids for having big feelings, those kids are more likely to have problems regulating their emotions in the future. Then, once your child has calmed down a bit, think about the guidance you want to impart, what lesson you want to teach in that moment. Perhaps you want to convey to your kid that although it's okay that she's mad, it's not okay for her to throw things because then someone could get hurt. You might also talk about what she could do next time she's angry that would be more appropriate. When we respond to bad behavior with empathy and guidance, we help our kids learn from the experience and manage the next difficult situation more appropriately and constructively. When kids fight, be a mediator, not a referee. When kids get into arguments, our tendency is to either let them work out the conflict for themselves or to jump in and referee, to say, okay, Jimmy, give the teddy bear to your sister. But research suggests that these strategies backfire. When we leave kids to work out conflict on their own, they rarely work it out cooperatively. The older or more dominant child typically wins, which can teach kids that coercion and bullying are good ways to solve problems. And when we referee, the losing child feels resentment towards the winning one, and towards you, which fuels further conflict. But there's another way, a way to use conflict to teach kids about empathy and cooperation. It's called mediation. First, intervene in the fight. Acknowledge that the kids sound upset and put anything they're fighting over away for a few minutes. Next, ask each child to describe what happened and how they feel, and identify points of contention and common ground. Then, help the kids brainstorm solutions to the problem that feel fair to everyone. Mediation works because it acknowledges and validates kids' emotions, and it helps kids understand the other child's perspective. This not only makes each child feel heard and respected, but it teaches each child to understand and respect other people's feelings, too. Research from clinical trials has shown that mediation works. One 2014 study found that after parents were taught to use mediation techniques with their kids, their children were better able to discuss their and their siblings' feelings, to identify potential solutions, and to arrive at compromises on their own. Thanks, Melinda. Solid advice for those of us trying to raise kids who aren't entitled jerks, but actually well-adjusted contributors to the world. Tomorrow, I'll be back to wrap up the week with Pete Davis, who wrote a book called Dedicated, The Case for Commitment in an Age of Infinite Browsing. Pete will be here to help you quit scrolling your Instagram feed, your Netflix queue, your Spotify playlist, and tell us why focusing on just one thing at a time can make your life a lot richer. Along those lines, consider signing up for our next Big Idea Club. We'll send you a curated selection of just two books every three months, enough to keep you engaged, but not so much as to overwhelm you. We think you'll like the pace. 
To check it out, go to nextbigideaclub.com and use promo code DAILY for a special discount. I'm Michael Kovnat. See you tomorrow.